Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by Paul Gallagher, also known as the Voice of Value. Hi Paul, how's things? Yeah, all good. Um, slightly tired and hungover, having stayed up last night to watch the general election, which was a grave error, but um, I feel a bit better now. <laughs> I've heard some excuses, but that takes the biscuit. That's terrible, isn't it? I'll be able to blame Boris Johnson if I can't pick any winners for Saturday season. Yeah, I'm just going to blame Boris Johnson for everything from now on. Anyway... Enough of that nonsense. Uh, we're obviously going to have a wee look at tomorrow's racing on ITV again. This week there's seven races across Cheltenham and Doncaster. Yeah, that's it. Some decent decent stuff. Um, a couple of good handicaps in particular. Um, two races that I'm not having a bet in. We'll, we'll get to them in due course. But I've got um, five selections in the other five races that I'm um, quietly confident about. Good stuff, we'll get to those in a minute, but first, as always, have a wee look back at last week, and fortunately we were back in the winner's enclosure again with Native River winning, tipped at, I think it was 11-10, to 10, was it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to start jumping up and down about 10, <laughs> jolly, but uh, we take the winners, and um, you know, that keeps us going, gets the betting bank back up again, I was actually more happy about... Um, Bobby, our, our new favourite horse, uh, who got us a place at massive odds. I think sort of some people got on at fifty to one. Uh, there was forty to one was generally available, so that was I was really pleased with that. And I actually thought at one point he was he was going to nick it, but um, that that's a nice winner. And I suppose when you look at the the odds, you know, quarter odds or fifth odds, um, yeah. it's like a ten to one, twelve to one winner. You know, so uh, pretty good. Pretty yeah, happy with that. that. And another place for song for someone as well, tipped to eight to one. So all in all, not a bad weekend. Yeah. Profitable, profitable day. Um, it's good to get back in, back in profit again. And no pressure, but Christmas is only what week and a bit away, so we're looking for some winners this weekend again. Aye, it's funny. Uh, as Christmas gets closer, the price of my selections goes down. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> you can <laughs> solidate. Not for the Hail Marys. It's like right, we, need, we need to get something on the board here. <laughs> well, let's kick off then. See if we can nail one in the first race on ITV, which is the one fifty-five at Cheltenham. Yeah, a cracking race. Um, this is one where you could probably have, you know, six or seven that you fancy. Um, regular listeners will remember the race, the controversial race where Diego de Charmel jumped through the side of the fence. And, yeah, you know, yeah. And we had in each race like in that Clondall Castle, um, who I think was third that day, but certainly got a return on it anyway. And it's him that I'm going for again um, in this race. He hasn't gone up in the weights for that, um, so I think he's still pretty well handicapped. He's got good form at Cheltenham. Um, the the mild, the slight concern when you look at his recent form might be does he? I think it's going to be soft ground tomorrow. By the way, it's currently good to soft, but I think it'll be soft at Cheltenham by the time they, they start. Um, so I thought, oh, soft ground. But actually, when you look back through his form, he's got plenty of decent form on soft ground, and it's not going to be a bog. So I'm fairly relaxed about that. Um, and I just thought he looked like really good value. But he went off it, joint favourite or, or clear favourite, in fact, I think, the last time. Um, and he's you're getting double figure odds here. So four, Betware paying four places, 11 to 1. Um, I just think it looks like really good value. I'm, yeah. I'm slightly concerned that I'm missing something. It's almost that way. I'm going, this can't be right, you know. Um, so I'm hoping um, you get some, a decent return on it. 
Yeah, I was just looking at this race earlier and I seen that there were 16 declared, but it looks like riders on the storm is a doubt, which might take us down to 15 in the race, affecting the each-way chances. Yeah, that's it. So make sure um, there are there are firms paying four places. Yeah. Um, Betway is one of them, uh, but there's quite a few um, because it's 15, so you, you do need to get the extra place to get the fourth, and that could be quite that could be quite important because it is a, it's a really competitive race and there's, there's plenty of them we've got a chance, so get the extra place. And even since you first uh, sent me over, this is your tip. I see the prices coming in already for Clondall Castle. Some places as short as 71. Ooh, already. Well, so. It wasn't me. Uh, so <laughs> I better go on as soon as we finish recording. <laughs> yeah, that's always our advice, I guess, isn't it? Okay, so Clondall Castle and the first uh, on ITV, which is the 155 at Cheltenham. Um, next up, uh, three horse race at Doncaster, the 210. What are we picking in this one? Yeah, although it's a three-horse race and, and doesn't look particularly exciting, um, I've got a pretty strong fancy. I think Windsor Avenue will scoosh this. Um, the reason, or if I say scoosh it, I think Sam's Brown will give him a race, but uh, I think Windsor Avenue is well ahead of him on chase form. The, the key here is that a lot of people recognise Sam Spinner because he's raced at the festival. He was favourite for the, the long walk or, uh, or the what used to be the, the world's hurdle, stairs hurdle at the festival and racked up a few good wins over three miles um, over hurdles prior to that. Um, but he's he's not has, he's won his two chases um, this season in sort of reasonable fashion without really being that impressive. And I don't I don't think he's as suited to his jumping's a bit it's just okay, it's not brilliant. Uh, whereas Windsor Avenue's really improved going chasing and looks you know like a, a totally different horse and really enjoying it and looks built for chasing and I think it's going to get better and better I don't know if Sam Spinner will so you're getting uh, last I checked 11 to 10 about Windsor Avenue um, I think I write sorry he's the third horse um, he's got about a stone to find so I'm not particularly interested in him um, off level weights so Windsor Avenue pretty confident favourite bet um, a bit like we had the Native River last week, and sometimes there's no shame in going for it if you think it's going to be a good thing. So mm-hmm. 11 to 10, I think a bet Victor that was. Yeah, give me a, an 11 to 10 winner as opposed to a 8 to 1 loser every week, please. That's it. Okay, so Windsor Avenue in the second race, which is the 210 at Doncaster. Next up is the 230 at Cheltenham, and this has got a better each way shape to it, I think. It has, yeah. Um, I think there's nine runners last I checked, so we should be able to hold on to each way place, the three each way places. Um, wh- whether you back this selection that I'm going for each way or not, is, is I'm probably just going to tip it to win. <clears throat> but um, if listeners are keen to go each way and they like that to protect their stake, then absolutely wouldn't put them off. Um, the horse I like is Valtor. Um, so it's quite interesting. This is a, it's a novice hurdle race. So novice hurdles... You tend to have um, younger horses. So, you know they've, they've recently been introduced to jumping, and this is their first first season over obstacles. So you're looking at sort of four, five, maybe six year olds. But Valtor, um, he never actually went novice hurdling. He went straight chasing when he arrived um, from France um, in the UK. So he's still um, regarded as a, a novice <clears throat> over hurdles. So he's actually a 10-year-old and he'll be 11 uh, by the time the festival comes around, which is pretty old. Um, but he's a fairly accomplished horse and I think he's a good bit ahead of these on ratings. Um, and they're all they're all running off pretty much uh, level weights in terms of uh, the race. It's not, a, it's not a handicap. So I think he's got a bit in hand. He won quite nicely 
last time at Ascot, he's had a problem in the past jumping uh, out to his right. He had a problem at Cheltenham um, last year doing that. Um, but hurdles seem to improve that problem for him. Some, you know, seem to sort of negate things. Um, he jumped quite well, won nicely, wandered around a wee bit when he got to the front. I think that was just because he was getting lonely rather than anything. Um, <laughs> he was just getting a bit bored. So yeah, I think he's a cracking. I would have had him as favourite, um, and I'm kind of again scratching my head saying, "Am I missed something?" Or you know, I don't see that the others. Um, Champagne Wells probably a progressive horse, but that's the only one that gave me concerns. I think it was a decent yeah. price. I, love it too. I see there's a couple ahead of him in the betting. Champagne Well and Igor, Igor. Yeah, yeah, and another one. That's, Igor's a stable mate. They're both trained by Nicky Henderson. Um, he he looks uh, decent as well. But that was just the race he won last time was a just a maiden hurdle. So it's hard to say whether that was a, a decent race or not. Mm-hmm. Um, although it was at Ascot, but you know it remains to be seen. Uh, whereas Valtor's got this form um, over fences that makes him a good bit better. Than, on, on paper anyway than the rest of them so okay interesting so, one. it'll be really interesting race to watch actually to see how they, how they all compare yeah so in this one it's the elder statesman Valtor yeah that's it bit of experience hopefully we'll get the job done okay next up is the 245 at Doncaster but it's not a race that you fancy much no um, the reason being just there was nothing that jumped out at me I thought um the race is basically framed by the favourite, which is a French horse for Nicky Henderson that's having its first run um, in in the UK, um, and it's it's been pretty strongly back since the market started. Um, and it's called Tombi du Ciel, um, or French pronunciation. <laughs> it's getting worse by the week. It's <laughs> shocking. <laughs> I've got another one to come later on. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm just concerned. I don't know this. It could be anything, basically. This one could be fantastic. It's come to Nicky Henderson. They've got it going brilliantly, and it's going to scoosh up. Um, but equally, it could just be a talking horse, and people are backing it because it's a Nicky Henderson, French recruit, first time out in the UK. Um, if Navajo Pass was an H-weight price, I'd maybe have a go at that, but it's not. Um, and Paseo was another one that was sort of, you know, I mean, it's just one of those races you look at and go, nah, don't fancy it. Just move on. Yeah. Okay, which is what we'll do next. Moving on to the Cheltenham Five Past Three, which is Unibet International Hurdle Race. And now today is National Christmas Jumper Day. So I guess it's only fitting that you go with a tidy jumper in this race. Oh, dear me. <laughs> I, I'll get my coat. That's, in fact, I'll get my jumper. <laughs> That's what perhaps we could call our, uh, our special Christmas podcast that we've been talking about. We could call that the Christmas Jumpers special. Um, Done. Yeah, we do that. That's <laughs> this actually is a brilliant race um, and people will notice quite a few of these sort of familiar faces there's, there's, some, there's some decent horses in here that have been about for a couple of years and that are good quality um, hurdlers um, the winner of this could arguably have a shout at the champion hurdle in, in March time it's a very wide open champion hurdle this year because there's a few of the fancy ones are injured and things like that so yeah, it would take a it would take a step up, but the winner of this race could certainly it would be in the it would be in the betting for the, the champion hurdle. Um, Pentland Hills is the favourite, a novice from last year who's improving. Um, is an obvious one. Call me Lord's got a shout as well. Decent, decent 
back class. One I quite like is a horse from the Contessant Yard French name Elixir de Nuits or Elixir de Nuit, um, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Both of those are probably wrong. But he was a, a quite impressive looking novice hurdler last season um, and ended up having to. Uh, he only His last run was in January, I think he got an injury. So this is his first run back. He's gone well fresh in the past, so I'm not worried about that. And I just think in a really wide open race, he looked like a sort of each way shot that could um, that could win it um, quite easily if, if Tizard has gotten ready. And there's no reason to no reason to think he won't have. So the horse has wasted a lot of time so far with injury and stuff like that, so they want to get him back going as quickly as they possibly can. So it was a grade one winner last season? Yeah, and, and a, a course and distance winner as well yeah. over this course and distance. So that's that always is you know, a big always tickle. Helps, yeah. Box, yeah, I just thought he was... Um, too big a price. And what price is he likely to go for? Uh, yeah, so about 13 to 2 was the best price I could find. So it is a bit of a snidey each way bit. Um, That's okay. But I think we're happy enough to take that. Yeah, so I think there's nine declared to run at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, so decent each way chances there. Okay, again, we're back at Doncaster, but again, it's another race that doesn't appeal much. Yeah, I'm going to pass this one by. There are only one, two, three, four runners um, and question marks over them all. I thought Cloth Cap was possibly the most likely winner. Um, and then I looked at the bet and it was like 11 to 10, you know, short price. No, no, no. If it was a slightly bigger price, I'd maybe have some thrown it. But no, there, there's big question marks over all four of them. Um, so I'm just passing it by. So best left alone that one, and which takes us on to the last live race, which is the 3:40 at Cheltenham. And when I looked at this this morning, there was 31 runners declared, and I thought, oh my god, this podcast <laughs> is going to be on forever. Thankfully, it's been trimmed a bit to 17, so it's sort of, I guess, slightly easier to pick our way through the runners and riders. Um, so what have we got in this one? Yeah, it's fairly tricky. Um, it's a it's a mare's handicap hurdle, um, so it's only only female horses that are allowed to run in it. Um, the the favourite is a Nicky Henderson horse, Dame de Compagnie, who um, again, <clears throat> excuse me, missed the whole last season pretty much, um, and then came back with a, a run at Cheltenham recently and did fairly well in a, in a decent enough race uh, in the Greatwood hurdle. So probably justified um, to, to be favourite, but I think just with history of injury and all that kind of stuff I'd be slightly concerned backing that as a favourite the one I like is actually the second favourite um, David Pipe trained horse Queen's Cave um, and I think again 13-2 to two, decent price if you want to go each way and quite a few bookies are paying five places each way so it's what a race where you can you can justify that yeah. um, because there's a few down the bottom that I, I don't fancy I think are probably aren't up to the uh, the quality required to win this. So you can count a few of them out. Queen's Cave just looks like a horse that's going to improve um, mm-hmm. and Pipe's pretty good at that, leaving a bit for horses. Um, yeah, an injury issue last season, but it's come back and has run two good races uh, this year and I think will kick on again. So that's probably the most likely winner for me. Okay, so that's Queen's Cave in the last run about 13-2 mark. Excellent. Can you just give us a quick recap then of the five tips for the races tomorrow? I can indeed. The 155 at Cheltenham is our old friend Clondor Castle. Um, 11 to 1 each way, Betway. Um, make sure you get four places in that race. The 210 at Doncaster is Windsor Avenue, and that's 11 to 10 with Bet Victor, and that's a win bet. The 230 at Cheltenham 
is Valtor, and that's I'm going I'm going win eleven to two with William Hill. But if people want to protect their stake and go each way, wouldn't put them off. Three oh five Cheltenham Elixir the Nuts, and that's thirteen to two each way. Bet three six five, and finally three forty at Cheltenham Queen's Cave. 13 to 2 each way with William Hill, and that's one. Make sure you get five places in that race, it's pretty generous. Perfect. Now, don't forget you can follow Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value, where he'll keep you up to date with his latest tips. And you can follow the Gambler account on Twitter too, which is at Gambler Tips. If you're not already doing so, please make sure you're subscribing to the Gambler podcast, which you can do so on iTunes, SoundCloud, the Google Podcast app, and many more good podcasting platforms as we always say if you're using a a podcasting app or platform and you can't get gambler podcasts on it then please just let us know drop us an email at hello at gambler.co.uk and we'll do our best to get it on any particular platform we'll be back next week with some more tips we're already planning ahead for the busy christmas period so keep an eye out for any podcasts over christmas uh, Boxing Day and the days after If you're looking for some weekend football tips Then make sure you catch this weekend's football podcast Which is now available And that's us for the weekend So hope you have a good one Hope it's profitable And hope we can get some money in the bank before Christmas And thanks to Paul for your tips this week No problem, thanks again Good luck to everyone